you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not a ton. We are finally at our uh, prospect. Well, I don't even know what we're calling this segment. The prospect, prospect profile. Prospect profiles. Uh, yes, it's uh, it's uh, it's exciting because you know we we we've been you especially have been you know on top of these prospects going through tape. Yeah, you know, I obviously started later than you, but it's it's fun to kind of get to a point where all right, we've we've kind of gathered some opinions on some of these mm-hmm. guys. Let's start hashing out what we think uh, what we think they might be as far as fits for the Cowboys and it's really it's one of the, my favorite things that we do every year. Yeah, this is easily my favorite thing we do on the show and I love the way that we break down these prospects and we're going to be doing this for the next uh, several weeks. We're going to take three players all at the same position and break them down comparison to one another. And today, Landon, we are looking at the top cornerbacks in the 2021 class. Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn. We're going to talk about what we like, what we don't like, where we think they're going to be drafted, and how they would potentially fit into the Cowboys scheme. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Caleb Farley, who I really, really like. Uh, cornerback from Virginia Tech, sat out the 2020 season as an opt-out. Uh, a lot of potential here, Landon. Uh, as we are doing some some research for the show, I did want to mention this little tidbit. Um, in high school, he ran mm-hmm. a verified time of four two five, but people didn't believe him, so he told everybody it was four three five. Just an elite athlete, six foot two, two hundred pounds. What did you see from Caleb Farley when you were studying his tape? Well, and beyond that too, just to kind of give you more uh, uh, background, he was a quarterback in high school wasn't he and and, and, yes. and and i think he has like the some kind of crazy record in, in virginia for for rushing yards or something like that i mean no it's uh he has the third most rushing touchdowns ever in north carolina in north carolina yeah north carolina that's right it wasn't it wasn't virginia yeah uh yeah i mean so this is a guy who obviously comes from uh, a ton of experience on the other side of the ball uh, made the switch over to cornerback uh, and is still very relatively new to the position. Um, mm-hmm. And but I think the what, the reason that he's on this list, the reason that he's in this uh, conversation, uh, is because he took to it like a fish takes to water. I mean, he clearly yeah. Yeah. Uh, he understands uh, what he's doing out there. He understands. Like, I think a lot of times when. Uh, you know, you see wide receivers or other positions switch to defense or, or vice versa. Part of the biggest thing to overcome is just getting the right mentality of knowing what you're doing. Right. And I think, you know, it's 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 if you think about how different it is, even though it's the same sport, 
you know how different it is uh the actions that you that you partake in as a quarterback versus what a cornerback does uh you know they're, they're extremely different you know and they're, and, and they're extremely on opposite ends of the spectrum of the sport uh in a, in a lot of ways so uh but he has taken to it in a very natural sense he has a very natural feel uh specifically for man coverage i thought he's He's a big guy. Like he's six two, uh, probably around two hundred pounds. It'd be interesting to see if maybe he even gets, a little heavier. Yeah, yep. maybe just above that. Uh, he's lightning quick for a guy his size. His his natural ability to to move is is probably uh, his his mirroring at, uh, ability is probably the best part of his game. Frankly, he's very flexible. I think he's got good flexibility. You see him really sink into his pad level, um, mm-hmm. he, and he's built like a corner. But he's built like a wide receiver, to be honest. Like he's you know he's got long arms. He's he's like I said, he's tall. Uh, he's got great athleticism, and because of the, the his ability to track the ball in the air, uh, he he plays the position a lot like a a, a wide receiver. Um, I think he he has elite traits uh as a press man cover guy i i think that's really you know when you look at him and you salivate and you, and you project what he could be you see a guy who can get his hands on a lot of football but i think can be someone who you line up uh in the face of wide receiver have him you know harassing him all the way down the field he can stick with him he has the kind of athletic ability to stay on uh stay on uh wide receivers down the field um you know some things that kind of make me worried right and and this is this is really you know this is really where i think his evaluation is very difficult for me right and a lot of it has to do with the kind of covid injection to his equation right he he's so young at the position that and he has great uh natural instincts as a press man cover but i i think at there's times he looks very robotic and and uncomfortable in zone um, he, you know, he doesn't move around uh, from what I saw. I, I saw, I, you know, I think I saw three or four games of his and I saw him playing exclusively at the left cornerback position. Um, and I, you know, I, whether that's a positive, a negative or not, I think depends on what, you know, how you're going to play him. But I do think it's worth noting that he didn't, you know, he, d- he doesn't have like a level of, 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 uh, of comfortability playing all over the field. It seems like he's stuck to one spot. Um, you know, I guess ultimately, like I said, he has the kind of unteachable tools to develop into uh, an elite press man corner. Uh, but will that be all that he can do early is my is a, is a big question I have is is you know because he didn't have the experience of last year he didn't have a lot of time uh, it, it made mm. it tough I, I, my unanswered questions for him was still young at the position and it shows in many aspects of his game plus he missed 2020 how have the other aspects of his game matured since 2019 and and the only other concern I have is the back issues the back spasms issues that he had throughout 2019 uh, he played through them but I, I do still have concerns concerns that there's something in the way that he kind of plays in his play stance that is promoting issues uh in his lower back and, and these spasms i think it's something that the cowboys medical staff is definitely going to need to get their hands around before we consider drafting a guy like this yeah i i think you you nailed most of it um just a couple things that i wanted to touch on how would you compare him to like CJ Henderson last year who went ninth overall, right? Because they're very similar in terms of size and athleticism. I do think that 
Farley might be a, a tad faster, but again, Henderson ran a four three nine at the combine. So, uh, yeah. how, how would you compare their games to one another? I I think I they're very similar to me. I feel maybe I, I feel like Farley has a higher ceiling, but I feel uh, more comfortable with CJ Henderson because I've seen more <laughs> tape of him against a whole bunch of really good receivers. Whereas, well, although a lot of Henderson's last was his junior tape was not good. Remember that was sure. one of the big things that we complained about last year. He was so inconsistent from game to it's game. That, and that's fair, and that's probably why he's down where he got drafted and not you know, or at least the 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 pre-draft you know consideration of where he should sure, be drafted, sure. right? For me, I think you know the unknown is scarier to me. With with Farley, okay. uh, just because now, there's like, so I mean he played at Virginia Tech, which is a you know a, a Division one school and everything, but a, 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 a football playoff conference you know, school. But uh, yeah, he didn't. I, I mean, I saw tape against Old Dominion. You know, I saw tape yeah. against. Uh, he had a lot of games against. Rice, you know, I think, was one. Yeah, of the games. I mean, he, yeah. they played Clemson. They played you know uh, Virginia. They played Wake Forest when when Wake Forest was you know ranked. But but at the same time, like. Uh, you know, I saw there. There isn't a. There's no 2020 tape, and all the tape I saw of 2019 uh, included a lot of very lesser than competition. So uh, okay. the tape is scary. It's, it's simply because there isn't enough of it, in my opinion. It is scary, but the ball skills and the athleticism yeah, are there. just so hard to find. On top of the size. And then I think he's got some potential to play that, you know, off zone, you know, off man, some zone coverage and play in the cover three. We're going to get to Patrick Sertan in a little bit, but I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, I think Farley is a fantastic fit in a cover three defense. Yeah. I, well, I think, I think he will be, but I, I have concerns <laughs> about how he's going to play immediately there. Right. He definitely has the t- skill set and the tools. Okay, I, I okay. think he you- can play man coverage right now. I just don't know how his instincts are right away playing in, in a zone. Like in a, All right. Coverage. But do you have more concerns about him than like Trevon Diggs coming and playing as a rookie? Because I feel like Farley is very similar to Diggs. He's just a better athlete. I no, I I had less concerns with Diggs. I, I, really? Well, okay. I mean, less concerns because the different, I, concerns. I, different, different concerns. Different concerns because I've seen them. You know, like I have no doubts that that Caleb Farley. Like, I guess my point is that I I would rather know warts and all what's going on. Right now, I feel like all I have of Caleb Farley is a lot of positives. Uh, you know, like <laughs> generally. But I feel like specifically we are avoiding looking at the, 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 the negatives, so I can't really get my hands around exactly how negative they are. Yeah, I think Farley is going to be an interesting one at the pro day. I, I'm just curious to see how he moves and how he looks. Um, well, I, well, we'll see what Virginia or what he does at Virginia Tech's pro day because, man, this is a special athlete. Yeah. And it's one. There's just not many of these corners that come out every year. Again, 6'2", 200 pounds that can run like him. Typically, these guys get drafted high like we saw last year with C.J. Henderson. Absolutely. We'll see where Caleb Farley goes. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about Patrick Sertan. But I wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It is a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, let's go ahead and move on to Patrick Sertan, the cornerback from Alabama. Uh, He's really the opposite of Caleb Farley in a lot of ways. He has a ton of production. He's played a ton of snaps at Alabama. He's really started for, what, at least two years. He's played for three. How do you feel about Patrick Sertan? I like Patrick Sertan a lot. I I think, you know, you kind of said it that, that, you know, it's not that they're opposite players, but their prospects, uh, you know, pros and cons are are mirrors of each other, right? Where yes. uh, you've got a ton of tape on Sertan. If you want to see him against any number of, of solid wide receivers, uh, it's absolutely possible to go out and, and, and watch him. Um, you want to see him in a slot, he can do that. You can that. see that. He's, He's played, played there all in over. 2019. He's a heady player. He, you know, I, I think. Uh, you know, just to kind of go through going through my notes, you know, extremely experienced veteran press corner, sound, concerted footwork and hand technique, uh, as close as you can get to a pro ready as a press corner. Um, not an elite athlete, but good enough when combined with confident technique, no wasted motions in his movement, um, understands his place and coverage, knows where his help is, uses appropriate leverage. Uh, you know, th- the thing about Sertan is that it's not flashy. Like, I think you watch Farley and you see a lot of the flashes and the athleticism. Correct. And I think the thing to remember here is that you hope that Farley's athleticism allows him to uh, correct the mistakes that you are going to see uh, him make early on as a young cornerback. Whereas Sertan just doesn't make those mistakes up front. But you're hoping the athleticism doesn't prohibit him from making plays. Exactly. So, so it's, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird (laughs) trying to find that, 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 you know, middle ground, right. Where, uh, yeah, Farley has uh, a lot of growing to do and growing in the NFL is hard. It's a lot mm-hmm. easier to grow in the NFL and to you know make up for mistakes when you are insanely elite athletic, right? Yes. Sertan has less uh, has a much more steep curve because if he screws up uh, in his technique, he doesn't have the athleticism to uh, to you know kind of make that up. But at the same time, he has the kind of experience in college that kind of indicates that he's not going to screw up at the same rate early on in the NFL and throughout his career. So, uh, you know, it's, it is kind of an interesting comparison here to me. Uh, you know, look, Sertan has seen it all. He is about the most experienced, uh, veteran, uh, uh, you know, cornerback to come out of Alabama, uh, you know, in the, in the Saban era. And, yeah, and, yeah. and and frankly, you know, you, you just you don't see. I mean, Saban is a defensive backs guy. How many? I, we could probably count on hands how many true freshmen played in huh. an Alabama Saban defensive backfield. Hardly any. Not a yeah. ton. And and the reason that this kid did is because he's he's special, uh, and he mm-hmm. has like that kind of you know mentality, that kind of uh, 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 you know just base of of skill set to uh, go out and play the position. He, he clearly has been training to do this his whole life, you know, basically from his dad. Uh, and so I, I think it's it's made for a lot of very interesting conversations between Cowboys fans uh, about this. And, and to me, I think 
in a in a year where uh, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about how we rank these guys later. But I I, <laughs> I, I think I, I, to me I like Sertan a lot, uh, even though he you know there, there's talk about you know what is his ceiling because of his athleticism. I still think he can get better uh, uh, potentially, just because you know he's still a young player and and, and focusing on this full time. <laughs> Uh, for a guy that's a heady player already, that that might actually take his his game up a, another level. So I, I think if we're going to allow ourselves to imagine uh, Caleb Farley taking three or four steps because of all all the you know all the things he's learned in, in his short career, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that Patrick Sertan could take at least one more step uh, and, and be a, a very good cornerback. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's fair. So there are a couple of things I want to point out that are really, really good things for Sertan, right? I think he's an excellent run defender. Yeah. I, he's not afraid to come up and make tackles at all. He's got great size. We just talked about Caleb Farley's size. But again, 6'2 is what he's listed at. He might come in a little bit under that. 202 pounds. Uh, he's also got some special teams experience. No cornerback in the country has played more uh, coverage snaps in Sertan. He's obviously got the NFL pedigree, uh, Landon, that you mentioned, but the concern is the speed, yeah. right? So NFL Draft Scout, which is very, very accurate in terms of their 40 times, has him at 4.52, and that would put him you know, below that 50th percentile. And we already know that Trevon Diggs is not the fastest cornerback in the league, so can you afford to have maybe the slowest cornerback pairing in the NFL today when everybody in your division has these super quick, agile receivers? Is that something that you can do in today's NFL? Yeah, I mean, I think that you, you have to you have to have a, a safety that that can that can get sideline to sideline to be sure if 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 you want to be comfortable there. Um, and I think that it's uh, you know it's. It's not all about one guy chasing another guy up and down the field. I mean, a lot of the, of course the zone no, coverage no. is is about team and, and about you know creating and, and closing windows. Uh, I certainly you know, um, I certainly have concerns there. You know, if they both were the 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 the, the starting two outside uh, corners, um, but I also think that there is a lot of ways to mitigate that and and to to work around that and and, and in a positive way, especially when you have two smart uh, guys on on the outside. And I, again, four five two is, is slower for the cornerback position. Yeah, but it's not. It's not slow. Yeah, it's not terribly slow. Yeah. Like Jordan Lewis runs a four five four, right? Yeah. That's not his biggest issue with speed. And and the other thing too is if you watch if you watch Sertan, like. He looks like he's moving slowly, but he's he gets where he needs to go. Like you know, well, it's because his technique is so. That's his, what I'm saying. So is there's no time. wasted motion. So you know, four five two when you know exactly what you're doing is faster than timed. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think that's that's the other thing too is that you know that's that's athleticism measured when you have your uh outlook right when you when you know when the gun goes off you're going straight forward 40 yards right i guarantee sure. you that sertan's gun is going off faster than other cornerbacks if that makes sense you know he's he's getting the trigger he's getting the the, the information a tick of a second faster and that gives him uh you know 
whatever microseconds to react sure, faster and sure. start moving sooner than the other cornerbacks. I will say of the two corners that we just discussed, I do feel the best about if the Cowboys need a starting day one cornerback, I feel really good that Sertan can fill one of those roles and keep his head above water, right? I think Farley, and we're, again, we'll talk about all three of these together, but I think Farley certainly has a higher ceiling, but I feel much better about Sertan stepping onto the field right away and producing at a pretty high level. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Bachelor's on, guys. Make sure you're getting your bachelor <laughs> bets in. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Landon, let's talk about one more cornerback, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Maybe my favorite cornerback to watch on tape because of the way he plays. He's just so feisty. Uh, His game against Seth Williams in Auburn this year was must-see TV. What did you see when you were watching J.C. Horn? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, tall, long, wiry, uh, physical uh, player. I mean, uh, his, uh, you know, where uh, you feel like Patrick Sertan is smooth and uh, you feel like Caleb uh, Farley is explosive. Uh, uh, this guy is just violent, you know, and, 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 and he's, and the thing about him is that he'll, he'll be, he'll be punching you in route. Like, I mean, it's like it's so they'll, they'll be running routes and he'll be sticking on guys and, and he'll, and yeah, he, that I think a lot of people have mentioned it. He's a grabby guy. You know, he, he will get a, a hand on you. He will move. I, I think, I think he's going to get away with a lot of holding in the NFL. I know a lot of people are concerned about him uh, being you know called on this, but he's very good at it. Like he's, you know, he's, he's good at getting, uh, knowing when to do it and, and when in the route to, you know, maybe grab a guy or a little bit or, or slow him down a little bit. It, I, I, well, he also does it on every play. So it's not like well, the officials can call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and there's a certain amount of savvy there is that he understands exactly, you know, when and where the, the is a good time to do it. You know, he, he's versatile. You saw him, I mean, I saw him play all over the field. Uh, and he could do a lot of different things as a cornerback. I mean, he's 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 uh, really tough in press man coverage. He can play off. Um, you know, he can, he's a very good blitzer. Uh, he's got a great mentality. He's tough. He doesn't get pushed around. Uh, you know, he's, I saw him a couple of times on, on tight ends, and he's uh, and he's not getting pushed around by tight ends and coverage at all. He's not backing down from anybody. Um, mm-hmm. He's very fluid mover for a guy his his size. I, I think he flips his hips pretty easily when he needs to. Uh, and he's got very good contact balance, and I think that's you know why his the physical side of his game is so successful is that he doesn't right. mind. Roughing it up. I think sometimes you see these cornerbacks, especially uh, some of these bigger guys, you know, they want to get physical, but when they start mixing it up with with wide receivers, they, they lose their balance and therefore they lose 
coverage, right? Because they can't stay in phase with these guys. This guy, you know, you, you can try to run into him if you want and see if you can knock it back. But I guarantee you that it's likely that you're going to take as much of a brunt as he does, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll stay up and stay on you. So, uh, yeah, he, he's great in press, but he doesn't seem terribly uncomfortable playing off. Uh, where does he win? Uh, like, uh, pretty, pretty clear. Phys- physical, versatile cornerback. Uh, and my unanswered question is, you know, I think it's pretty clear the downside with him. Is he too grabby for the NFL? Uh, and that's that's I think going to be a big question with him. Is you know, it's it's a part of his game. There's no doubt. Like, is it going to be a thing where he becomes a penalty master? Uh, mm-hmm. Or you just I'm not master, but penalty, you know, magnet. Uh, or is it going to be one of those things where he learns to you know be a little bit more subtle with it, uh, and it becomes you know he becomes like uh, I keep thinking about that that cornerback who played for Tennessee that got in a fight with Andre Johnson, <laughs> Cortland Finnegan. Cortland Finnegan. That's yeah. That that's the kind yeah. of guy like you know who's just he is going to piss off your wide, the other team's wide receiver one so much that he's going to make a mistake. He's going to screw up. I think that. This guy uh, is physical, but also uh, will be really good at at messing with the mentality of NFL wide receivers. I think he will be a head case for some people. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams that just say no to him because they're just so worried about the penalties. But it's just so hard to find players like him that are that play with that kind of mentality, right? Yeah. Where they're just not afraid of anybody. And I love that about him. I think. I think you can coach up some of the technique stuff. I think you can get him to be a little bit less grabby. Obviously, that's always going to be a part of his his game and his nature. But, man, I love the way he competes. Uh, how do you think he fits into a cover three defense? Oh, I think he fits great. I mean, you know, this yeah. is the kind of system he should be in. You know, he's physical. Yeah. Like, frankly, especially even the uh, the the holding thing, right? Like, I mean. Oh, yeah. To a, First five yards, he's going to dominate. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, I, I really feel like – he uh this is you know that the seattle defense is the one that is famous for uh for that sort of uh uh you know constantly holding and 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 just Mm -hmm. realizing they're not going to call it uh, all the time and so uh yeah i mean i think quinn would be a great horn would be a great fit in quinn's defense all right, so let's let's rank these three cornerbacks and where we think and where we would be comfortable drafting these guys so uh for me, I'll, and I'll go ahead and start. I still have Farley at one. I would probably put Sertan at one B. I, again, I think it's just so close. And if you catch me on the right day, I can flip my opinion. But I like Farley's potential uh, in his ceiling just a little bit more than Sertan's overall game. So I like Farley, Sertan. I both think they're worth a top 10 pick or around there, 10, 12. I would be fine with either of those guys for the Cowboys at number 10. And then I think, uh, then I think, uh, JC Horn is a mid first rounder anywhere after the top 14, 15 picks. I'm fine with him. Uh, where do you have these three guys ranked? I think I'm pretty similar, except I would say that we, I would swap Farley and Sertan for Mm -hmm. me just because, you know, I, I'm not going to be – certainly not going to be upset if Farley's the pick. You know, I, I think – Yeah, that's the way I feel with Sertan. Yeah, yep. it's like, I think it's it's one of those things where if Sertan is the pick, I'll be like, okay, I, I, I have an idea of it's, – it's, it's really just that I feel like that, that time between when he gets drafted and when he gets on the field and we actually get to see him uh, will be a lot more comfortable for me than it would be if Farley <laughs> was drafted, right? Because yes. I think if you yes. draft Farley, I'm like – 
oh boy, what's gonna happen? Like, because uh, <laughs> I, I be... will admit, I, say, I will admit that I think it, 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 it's intriguing to me to bring back Sertan and have pair him with Diggs and have those as your two outside cornerbacks because we already saw it at Alabama and we saw him against some really good corner or, or really good receivers and it worked. So yeah. I, I think that's intriguing to me. I just. It's so hard to get elite cornerbacks, yeah. Landon. I, and I feel like Farley has a better chance of being a top five or six cornerback in the league than Sertan. But I feel like the odds of Sertan being a eight to ten year starter in the NFL are pretty high. So you're you're really just weighing risk and reward. Yeah, and I think in this season, and, and I, I guess that's where I, the the COVID stuff comes in for me is that yes. in yep. the in the COVID draft where we're not getting any kind of information that we normally would. You know, I'm picking the top ten. Uh, I just can't screw that up. You know, sure. I just, I uh, really, if I screw up this pick, it's gonna really, really set this team back a lot because I agree. Uh, yep. You know, th- with the margins that they're gonna have, you know, I'm again, we're all operating, or at least you and I are operating on, under the idea that they're gonna sign Dak. With that situation, you cannot bust on your top ten pick, and mm-hmm. Farley has some bust factor to him that that I think Absolutely. that Sertan doesn't have, and and uh, I'm I'm certainly not against it. Like you know, like I'm I am making the argument here on the Sertan over Farley thing, but it's it's not a uh, uh, you know a huge margin of difference for me. Right. I, I think it's really just come down to a matter of how much risk you want to take this season. So for me, it's. Sertan, Farley, and I agree with Horn. I think, you know, mid first round, anything after that, I'm I'm great with taking him. If if he's not your pick at ten and you pick t- somehow he fell to you at forty four, I would do backflips like I did with sure. Trayvon Dick. So um yeah, I think that's where I'm at with these guys. Uh and I think that, you know, really the good news is for the Cowboys is that, you know, clearly these three guys kind of give them options. Sure. Yes. And I think there's some other cornerbacks in this class as yep. well in the second round that we'll get to uh, later in the month that are super, you know, intriguing. Um, the way that I would phrase this, Landon, as a fan, I would like to see the Cowboys take Farley because of the upside. But if I were a GM and my job was on the line, I feel way better about Sertan, and that would probably be my pick. I know that's probably a cop out way to do it, but I really feel that's. I mean, that's probably the safest way to go. So, uh, a good cornerback class. Uh, two guys that we really like for the Cowboys at number ten. It feels like right now on February tenth that it's probably going to be one of these two players, uh, and that has me excited because they're both really, really talented. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolVCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.